Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of pro wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk all about Bound for Glory this weekend. The main event, Eric Young will try to defend his Impact World Championship against our guest, Rich Swan. You talk about the comeback of the year, maybe the comeback of the last 10 years. Rich Swan joins us to talk about his comeback from injury and, of course, that main event against Eric Young at Bound for Glory. Also, we talked to one of our favorite guests, Jay Lethal, who talks about wrestling during the pandemic and the Ring of Honor Pure Tournament that's taking place right now. All that right here on the Busted Open Podcast. One thing we have to get into, Tommy, and that is Bound for Glory that's taking place this weekend. And Eric Young, your champion, is going to be going up against our next guest, and that is Rich Swan. Tommy, really looking forward to that matchup this weekend. Really looking forward to Bound for Glory. Absolutely. This whole week on uh, Access Television, Impact Wrestling is doing a whole lot of cool things. So check them out on Fight or Twitch. And it's everything leading to the main event of uh, Bound for Glory. But they're doing a lot of different things. Last night was a TV show. Then after that, they did a talk and shop. Uh, they got the Hall of Fame uh, before Bound for Glory with uh, some indie guy named The Rock who will probably be on it. And uh, some more surprises. It's going to be one hell of a show. Well, somebody that could talk about not only Bound for Glory, but more specific, that championship title match that's taking place this weekend. And that is, I think, one of the great comeback stories in a, in a while is Rich Swan. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Rich Swan about this whole show championship match. And Tommy, believe it or not, the first time Rich Swan has been on busted open. Yeah. Um, let me tell you something. When a lot of people we were talking about your favorite cowboy player, uh, we all saw it happen on national television, Dak Prescott, when he snapped his ankle, that happened to Rich Swan. And the only reason why uh, Rich's bone did not shoot out through his leg was because of a little bit of skin held it all together. And this was, again, during COVID. Uh, he had a hold off with his surgery just uh, because this was in the early stages of COVID. And the guy had a, I don't want to say, besides a career-altering injury, you know, life-threatening injury, uh, something that's going to affect him for the rest of his life. And the fact that he came back as quickly that he, as he has, as well as, I don't want to say it, it was kind of downplayed in impact wrestling for the fact of, you know, how he's going to live the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, the fact that it could happen again and will he be able to come back? And he's had one amazing comeback match being thrust into the main event and then getting hurt after that. And now being in this match. So it's, it is a lot to uh, go through, but I'm, I'm sure if there's any person who's going to go through it, it's going to be Rich Swan. And you know what? Another championship match. And let's talk quickly before, before Rich Swan joins us here. Um, Deanna Perrazzo and Kylie Ray. Um, obviously, we know what both of those can, both of those women could do in the ring, Tommy. But last night on Impact Wrestling, how well both were on the microphone. And Deanna Perrazzo, we've seen it, we've we've heard it on this show. But Kylie Ray, we've we've I've never really seen that side of her. You know, she was spitting fire. Last night on Impact Wrestling, she's usually, you know, always in a good mood, got a big smile on her face, but we're seeing a different side of her. Really looking forward to that championship match this weekend as well. Kylie Ray is, uh, a, she is going to be one of the greatest performers uh, of this new generation. I watch her in the ring and I, she is so good. And the fact that she can talk and we have now seen a different side of her because of what Deanna did to her friend and hurt her friend. And she is just so in tune and in on the top of her game right now. That's going to be a great match. Or, you know, you're looking at someone who has, hasn't had a bad match in forever. I mean, I'm talking like maybe his entire run of impact wrestling. We have Eddie Edwards going against Ken Shamrock on the night yep. where, you know, Ken Shamrock's being, inducted to the impact wrestling hall of fame. And you have him versus Eddie Edwards with the crinkle of Sammy Callahan being in Ken Shamrock's corner and the history between Eddie and Sammy. We have the call your shot uh, gauntlet where the winner of that basically gets to call their own shot and gets a title shot, basically kind of like uh, you know, I don't want to say money in a bank, but like the Royal rumble where you you're guaranteed a title shot. Uh, I'm in that one looking forward to that because there's also a lot of uh, cool surprises. Uh, there's an amazing, amazing tag match with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton versus the Good Brothers versus the North versus the Motor City Machine Guns, which yep. should be off the charts uh, type of match. I'm trying to think of other matches. We got EC3, EC3 and Moose, which should be one hell of a match as well. And it's, you know, a great story that's going on in impact wrestling. So this is an action packed show. This is a pretty damn big weekend of professional wrestling. Tommy, if you really think about it, you got bound for glory coming up on Saturday and then hell in a cell on Sunday. I mean, there's going to be a lot to talk about next week, bouncing off of these two great shows and, and impact wrestling has really been the MVP of professional wrestling over the last five to six months. Consistently on Tuesday nights, they've been delivering a very good show, Tommy. Yes. And you know, uh, I'm happy to be a part of that. I'm happy to be wrestling in a storyline with Brian Meyer, someone who I was very, very close with. Um, try to give show different parts, you know, with the EC3 moose match that that's more cinematic and has been a lot of, uh, they've have yet wrestled, but they're going to wrestle at bound for glory. It, you know, it was just like what Jay lethal was talking about. Ring of honor went this route as a restart mm -hmm. to do something different. Impact's been doing stuff different for a while. Um, just because they never stopped the, the good part about when impact, when they had, we went into, 
the pandemic, we had already a month of new content in the can before the world shut down. So they got to show that and then they were able to assess, hey, we can go here, shoot more content. So we were, that was the first company that was actually showing newer content uh, during it. And then WWE quickly picked up and was showing, you know, either promos or then they were going back to old matches just to keep their content uh, generating. But, you know, another thing to me that I don't want to say is getting looked past, but, you know, this Saturday, The Rock will be on another wrestling show. And he has never been on another wrestling show ever. And he's going to be on Impact Wrestling, uh, helping induct. induct, uh, What's his name? Ken Shamrock. And that's a big, big thing. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's huge when you think about it. And and Bound for Glory is always, you know, it's been it was that when it was TNA and now, especially with Impact Wrestling, Bound for Glory to me is their biggest show of the year. When you look at the card and you look at the storylines going into this show on Saturday and you look at the matches that we are going to get on Saturday, Tommy, there's no doubt this is a big, big show. And then when I think it's a great story when you look at the championship match. When you look at Eric Young and Rich Swan, like we talked about with Rich Swan, this comeback story, somebody who had so much momentum going in and then, you know, getting the injury, now coming back and now getting that momentum back. And then even Eric Young, who has a lot to prove coming out of the WWE and signing with Impact Wrestling. And and he has really shown a different side of his personality. This is a big main event matchup on Impact. Yeah, man. Uh, Eric Young, like you said, he has been on a tear. Uh, I was the first guy to feel his wrath, uh, Eddie Edwards, and uh, same with Rich Swan. Thankfully, Rich is able to come back. He saved my ass a couple occasions after I got a hockey mask broken over my nose and my ankle. Listen, my ankle, and I told you this, is still not healed. I had this weird lump on my shin from getting caned in my ankle. Um, you know, Eric Young's going to target Rich Swan's leg because that's a weakness and that's what you do when you're wrestling. So, you know, Rich has, is one of these amazing performers. He's another guy that I've yet to see have a bad match in the sense of I've seen him brawl. I've seen him have a great technical match. I've seen him do high flying stuff. He's a guy who could go out there and do it all. And, you know, he, he's just, this is his time to exact revenge on, you know, the company's biggest platform, which is bound for glory. All right, well, let's uh, let's without further ado, let's go out to somebody who has a main event matchup on Saturday against Eric Young for that Impact World Championship, and let's bring in Rich Swan. Rich, how are you? I'm very well. It took me a little bit to get on here because I don't have the best internet connection, but uh, we did it. No, and I appreciate that. It's it's crazy, Rich, right? I mean, you know, think about your world, you know, coming back from injury, getting back healthy, getting back into the ring, and then just like everything that's going on. I mean, it's my goodness. For somebody who is as talented as you are, they're throwing a lot of obstacles in your way, my friend. Hey, they are, man. But you know what? That's just been my game since, uh, you know, I guess since the day I was born. I always jumped over the hoops and the obstacles, you know what I'm saying? Rich, uh, before you came on, I was talking about like the severity of your injury. And I didn't want to say it was being downplayed in Impact Wrestling. But, you know, we all saw what happened to Dak Prescott with his ankles looking the other way. Um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't at the show where your ankle got messed up. But you had told me that 
you know, hey, it was almost a compound fracture. It was either held together by my boot and a little bit of my skin. And, you know, there was major complications. I was with you the next day where you're literally on crutches. You're still at the show. But, you know, if you could tell some of the listeners, you know, what you had to go through, uh, even because, you know, they stopped doing surgeries with uh, everything that was going on. Yeah, uh, it took. So after I broke everything, what was it? My ankle, my foot, uh, my fibula, my L5, L6. uh, After all that was just demolished, uh, we... I got into the car with one of my buddies and then we drove to, what was it? Uh, Dallas or Houston? Yep. Yeah. And cause we had two more shows before then. And I waited, hopefully I was like, Oh man, hopefully this is just a bad sprain. Even though, you, <laughs> even though like I saw my foot just turn sideways and it was hanging, you know what I mean? And like they popped it and stuff, but like, I waited, you know, the couple of days and finally uh, I I went to the hospital in Dallas on that Sunday and the doctor was saying, you know, uh, once they gave me the x-ray that, oh man, you're definitely going to need surgery. And, uh, (laughs) but the thing was, they weren't like doing anything on that Sunday, they weren't doing any surgeries really uh, just because of the COVID and everything like that. It just like really started to, you know, uh, take its head. And uh, so I get back home a a week later uh, to Orlando and I finally get that surgery. Uh, And also as they're giving me the x-ray and the, uh, what's it, the CAT scan or MRI, uh, they saw that, you know, uh, my back was, uh, fractured as well. So as I'm getting this, they're telling me, Hey, so your fibula's broken. And, and, uh, the bone was just poking right at the skin. It's such a clean break. You know, it was almost a compound fracture. It almost went through the skin. Uh, and then with the foot and everything, like my ankle was lodged up, my, the right side of my ankle was lodged up into my uh, my shin, the lower part of my shin. My left side of my ankle was, uh, what was it? It was lodged up into my calf. My The top of my foot was peeled off. It was like to yeah, it was to the right. Uh, it, it was just it was it was horrible. Jay, did you uh, fly home? Yeah, I flew home as well. What so the that, hell, dude? Yeah, so that that was another scary thing, you know, because just based on the things we. That's seen, how we lost Chris you know, Ken. But. Uh, Nito, yeah, yeah. home, man. Mm. Wow, I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I waited uh, a little bit too, uh, just because I was a little bit nervous about that, you know. Um, but I got that all fixed up, and the road to recovery was something. 
that story <laughs> was something. And, you know, it's cool, like, like I said, just to let the listeners know through to let them understand what we go through as athletes, you know, and besides being just bummed out that you're hurt, but the stuff that you did, like, you know, for let's say Dak Prescott, he's carted off in, you know, the, the cart, then immediately flown uh, to the hospital. You literally get in a car and drive to the next show yeah, like with four. your ankle like that. <laughs> and I was with you. Uh, you were in the back, you were on your crutches, kind of hopping along even somewhat doing dancing, being upbeat. We're like, dude, relax, you know, your ankle. And I know we're all hoping for the best, but then even just flying home with your leg being that messed up. I mean, besides, you know, career uh, ending Mm -hmm. injury that could possibly have happened, but just, you know, a life ending injury like that, because there's so many different complications that you don't know what's going on in your leg, you know, from blood clots, all that stuff. It's, it's a, it seriously is, it's a miracle right now that we're, we're actually sitting here talking to you. 100%. Was there ever any doubt when you were going through this whole process that you may not be able to further your wrestling career? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, once I started going uh, after the surgery to the doctor and, you know, they saw how severe it was and, like, I showed him some of the videos of, my work and some of the things and some of my matches that, you know, how I would perform. And (laughs) he looked at me and he said, Oh, bud, (laughs) if you think you're going to be doing this, man, you might have another thing coming. And then, you know, he started getting a little bit more serious. He was like, you know, you might have to think about, you know, another profession. You might not, you know, even be walking, you know, right you know you might literally have a limp for the rest of your life and to hear that you know it was like man I go from being told that I'd never be able to make it you know in this industry in this land of giants to doing it and you know now it's all being taken away just from one little simple move so I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you know what? I've told people that I can do it before and I'm going to do it again. So I busted my ass as hard as I could. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Did uh, above and beyond uh, what the physical limits were supposed to be to do the physical therapy. And, you know, it, it worked out. It paid off. And the doctor, he told me, you know, he was like, Wow, I just want to know what you've been doing, kid, uh, because uh, it looks like you're going to be able to go, (laughs) you know? And a lot of this stuff, too, you had to do on your own rehab because the rehab facilities were closed um, for your leg. Yep, yep. Like, for the better part, like the first three months, it was all myself. Like, the doctor was just giving me uh, exercises and stuff to do and everything but yeah everything was closed because of the COVID-19 and you know that was very very stressful as well because it it felt like it was delaying my my time you know yeah and you're basically um you know for our listeners who are you know listening to this he's basically teaching himself how to walk again without the help of you know 
a rehab facility where it's their job to help people do it. And you're doing this on your own. Mm -hmm. Me knowing you and having the relationship that I do with you, um, you have overcome so much in your life. And I remember when they were saying, hey, Rich, he thinks he's good to go and he's going to get a doctor cleared to be in Slammiversary. I at first was just like, there's no way that he should be in that. Or I was like, hey, let's milk this story. And then they were like, nah, man, Rich wants to be in there. Rich wants to do it. And I was like, hey, man, you know, you've talked about it uh, on impact, you know, overcoming being homeless and, you know, being like you said, overcoming a lot of real life adversity to the status that you're at where, you know, you're a locker room leader. You're a guy who can go out there and, and have a good match with anybody. And now you're given this opportunity to, sh- to be the face of a company, uh, like in Dave said, to a guy who has something else to prove as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because he was felt like he too was misused in WWE. And just, I mean, this is like a perfect storm coming together on both ends. 100%. Like, and, you know, as much as I don't like Eric Young's uh, ways and his personality, I will have to give him credit where credit is due. Uh, he is a fantastic, you know, professional wrestler. He's somebody that can definitely do anything that, you know, you ask him to do. And to have that opportunity to be in the limelight, to have that opportunity to be in the main event with somebody that's willing to give it all, to give anything because of the passion that they have for this business. Like, that means so much. And, like, I'm not going to let that, you know, pass by or nobody's not going to see that we both care, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've also – we talk about, you know, Kerry Von Erich coming back and someone just posted a clip on it when his first match back was at, uh, it was at like one of the, the cotton bowl and he's wrestling uh, Brian Adias and mm-hmm. he's literally holding his father's shoulder. And it said, he's check, check, uh, he's trying to see how he walks with his, he had a, he had a prosthetic mm-hmm. for you. Your first match back is in the main event of Slammiversary and you literally didn't look like you missed a beat. And I remember, too, I, when I first saw the great Muda before he had his knee surgery, I'm looking at him and saying, how is this man going to get in the ring and wrestle? Because he was walking like a crippled old man that he could only take like six steps, pause, <laughs> another six steps. But then when that bell rings, we just go out there and, and perform. Um, and, and you are the only man to pin Eric Young since Eric Young's been here. But you know, what were your, did you have butterflies that first match back or? Oh yeah, man. Like, it's especially just the style that, you know, I was brought up on and, you know, like if you can't bring it, you can't bring it. And that's the one thing that I was scared of that I wouldn't be able to bring it the way that I wanted to and the way that I've been known to. And once I got that, you know, first couple steps in that ring, it was like, damn, this is like an open book. This is like an open book that I've read before. You know, I'll read it again. I'll read it over and over again, time and time again, you know. And uh, it was just, yeah, I had the butterflies, but, you know. So are you going to change your style? Yeah, you know, I have, I have thought about changing it up a lot, you know, because – 
you know, I know I'm five, six, 160 pounds soaking wet, but you know, there's some things that, uh, I can do, uh, other than high flying that is going to change and turn people's heads. You got this one really good punch. I always see you do maybe that instead of that <laughs> land on those ankles. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Start going hood, baby. <laughs> and, uh, Dave, you know, I think we should go old school. Maybe we should try to contact, uh, look into that orthopedic boot that dusty Rhodes got. Cause it seems right. to really work for him. The special mm-hmm. boot with the raised sole, mm-hmm. man, we got to look into that. Whatever Somebody works Jack Tunney on the phone. <laughs> Whatever works, because one thing you get, you know for sure from watching Impact Wrestling every week, Tommy, is Rich Swan always has your back. Whenever you yeah. find yourself in trouble, Rich is the uh, usually the only one that will come out to help you. So Rich is Rich has definitely got your back, Tommy. I couldn't believe when uh, Eric was cane in the crap, um, and when Rich hit the ring with crutches hobbling. But he went and did this like flying Superman punch. <laughs> and I was just, it, it looked like Bret Hart's old school clothesline tied to the Superman punch. And I was like, how in the hell did he just do it? And he literally did it on one leg. And the, the whole, and I went back and I watched it. And this talks about the incredible athlete that he is. He kept that other leg arched that it never, it wasn't his pivot. He vaulted off of the one leg, delivered a <laughs> clothesline punch with the other. And quickly got up on that same leg, which I couldn't do that at all. Hey, man. When you walk in and around, like that first couple of days, I was hobbling and using the hotel walls. You know what I'm saying? I got a little bit used to uh, becoming a one-legged man. So, you know, I was just like, you know what? I can be a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. I love it. And Rich, seriously, congratulations on everything. Uh, come Saturday, you know, Tommy just said, face it a franchise, you know, comeback of the year. And who knows, after this weekend on Monday on Busted Open, we might be talking about a brand new Impact World Champion. Rich, thank you so much for the time and congratulations on everything. Hey, thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it into Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Tommy, there's so much going on in the world of professional wrestling. I told you, Tommy, and I said it to Bully on on this show, Monday Night Raw frustrates the hell out of me. But what I watch on Mondays just before Raw is definitely something I'm loving each and every week, and that's Ring of Honor. And they're in the middle of the pure title tournament. And somebody that when I think of Ring of Honor, I think of this man, and that is... The legendary, and I do mean legendary, Jay Lethal. <laughs> What's going on, Jay? Uh, no, please don't say the legendary. Oh my God, Dave Lagreca. <laughs> oh man, Tommy, how are you? Good, Jay. What's going on, man? I'm I'm doing great. Hey, uh, can I just join in the conversation? Uh, that was. 
been talked about before I came on? Sure, but of course. Um, okay, so I don't know. You know, I, I didn't start at the very beginning because I was having breakfast and such. Um, but and then what I blasting? jumped on and heard what we were talking about. I don't know if these names were mentioned, and I don't even know if they count. I'm not sure of the rules. Now, do people have to think that they're two separate people, or do they just have to have had good success with both characters or names? Well, we were kind of going from, like, mass superstar to uh, demolition, just someone who had two different characters that, you know, back then, back then we didn't know who they were. Um, Got it. Today's Got it. time, okay. we couldn't, you know, no one could get away with that, you know? So it's basically Correct. like, I mean, some people have used Papa Shango and Godfather, which is great. So it's whatever we de- you say it is, and then we deem whether it is good or not. Jay, come on. This okay. is the game. Okay, so can I get the vote on the Brooklyn Brawler? Steve Lombardi and the Brooklyn Brawler. I, I think that works, and, Tommy. And, and he was he was Kim Chi for Kamala as well. Mm, yeah, I, I I will. But there was many Kim Chi's, just like yeah. there was many Fridays. That's, that's true. Okay, all right, that's true. Because he also, for a brief time, I heard was Doink the Clown. But there was many of them. So, uh, okay, what about uh, Paul Bearer and Percy Pringle? That's Ooh, a good one. That's a really that's good a one. Jay. Fabulous one. That's awesome. I'm so okay. pissed I and, didn't think uh, of I, I didn't hear any women mentioned. Um, so what about, uh, I see this one's a little tough. What about Jackie Moore? She, I know she was uh, with Jeff Jarrett one time when she was Miss Tennessee. And I don't know. I mean, with the internet, it's easy to be like, oh, this is the same person. But back then, I don't know. And the last one I had was Alondra Blaze and Medusa. Great success under both those names. Um, whether or not people was convinced it was two separate people, I don't think so, especially since she showed up in WCW and dropped the belt in the trash. But I don't know. Uh, those were stretches. But I'm glad you guys agreed on my Percy Pringle. No, the Percy Pringle one is fantastic. And and we're going to do a show another time, Tommy and I, because we always do these topic shows, <laughs> you know, to kind of, you know, to kind of pass the time while we're, we're on the air. Um, but right. but seriously, like the WWF back in the day would always change somebody's name. So you could always go to like any wrestler that was in the NWA moved over to the WWF and had a character and personality change. Gotcha. Okay, so now now I just wanted to get those names out there. I, I wanted to play along uh, and join in the conversation. But yeah, thanks for having me on. I will. Uh, how are you? We're, we're, we're good. You know, it's funny because we did mention, like, with you, even though everyone knew it was Jay Aletha, you know, black, black machismo, you know, you had different multiple characters as well, Jay. I did, but I was just pretending to be other people that was already famous and had already done it. So that doesn't, that doesn't really count. I, they, they weren't uh, completely made-up brand-new characters. And I pretended to be Ric Flair. I pretended to be the Macho Man. I got an okay Jay Lethal impression, but the other two are my my, uh, my go tos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we're gonna quickly just this will be the last time talk about the blue meanie just chimed in. He wrote Sherry Martell and Peggy Sue. Oh, that's yes, a good one too. I nice blue meanie. Yes, I remember when I I I couldn't believe that that was Sherry Martell. That one flipped right through the cracks for me. And then when I realized it was her, my mind was blown. (laughs) 
All right, awesome. Well, good talking to you, Jay. Thanks for the time today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, look, Tommy, I'm no longer in the bubble right now. Uh, the bubble's oh, over. So I've happy. Gone back home. Yes, like I was losing my mind in there. You know, wrestlers, we we uh, we live on the road pretty much, and we're in and out of hotel rooms. You think, oh. I got to stay five days in a hotel. No, no big deal. I can do that easy until you get in and they say, okay, you cannot leave this room. Uh, and then it becomes prison. I, I didn't think it would be as tough as it was, but yeah, it was tough. Wow. And how many, like, uh, I mean, the whole crew was basically in this hotel and nobody was allowed to like converge together or hang out. Yep. It was so weird because, and then, you know, we we're just following the rules uh, from the commission, but some of them we thought were a bit ridiculous, but we followed them anyway. For instance, you know, if Tommy, if you and I are wrestling, it's okay for us to wrestle uh, each other with no mask on, but we can't converse or hang out before or after that, which I thought was a little weird. So, yeah, everyone was locked in their room. The only time you can come out of your room is when they shuffle you downstairs to get that Q-tip shoved up your nose, uh, which we did three separate times. Um, just to make sure that uh, everybody was being safe. But, yeah, it was pretty pretty brutal, I thought. But Man, we were all happy to do it because, I mean, if we can't wrestle, I don't know, I can't speak for them, but speaking for myself, if I can't wrestle, um, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I really put all my eggs uh, in that wrestling basket. And if you take that basket away, um, I'm nothing. I got nothing to do. It's crazy, Jay. I mean, so what a bizarre time in the world that we're dealing with right now. And something simple like, you know, doing this, doing this, doing this show that you're going through, like the precautions that have to be made. Like you said, the test being stuck in, in you know, in a hotel room for days. It's just a crazy time in our world. I think so, too. And you know what the craziest time for me was once shows start getting canceled and we canceled and close our, uh, shut down our pay-per-view. Um, then for a brief moment, maybe for a whole hour, I was in panic mode thinking this pandemic, this virus could really for an unseeable time end professional wrestling. Like this could have shut down all wrestling everywhere. It, it, I mean, the fact that it didn't, and we're still able to, you know, safely do this as safe as we possibly can anyway um it, it it it's it really warms my heart but i thought for a second i was in panic mode because this could have ended wrestling man what a scary thought jay i mean i've known you forever how can you think that if you think about it the world shut down the world stopped but professional wrestling kept on going it never <laughs> stopped once because we're all insane they continue to put out new content all throughout a worldwide pandemic. Think of that. That's bigger than anything. <laughs> I can't wild, believe you thought for a, a second it would part. stop. If there was a, a zombie apocalypse, part. wrestling would still go on. It's they would bring true. W zombie people would be eating. People, people would be getting eating. You know, getting eaten uh, outside of a venue, and the wrestling would still be going on. Wrestling I, will never I, stop. I, <laughs> I just pictured, you know, uh, two wrestlers 
wrestling with big hazmat suits on chain wrestling. Exactly. Oh man. Exactly. You should know better, Jay. <laughs> and you know what? Thanks, Thank, right. Thankfully for, especially with Ring of Honor, I, I have the Ring of Honor app on my smart TV, so I'm able to catch every single show because I know a lot of people talk about that they don't know where the home is. It's hard to find Ring of Honor. If you have that Ring of Honor app, I'm able to watch every single show. And, and this tournament has been fantastic. So when you look at just pure pro wrestling, Especially, you know, with what's going on right now, I, I think Ring of Honor is doing a phenomenal job, Jay, and and you well, in this tournament is doing a phenomenal job. Well, thank you, thank you very much. I, I think one, I mean, there's a shining light to, to this uh, pandemic. Um, we've really had to alter our product a little bit and get back to what Ring of Honor was built on, and and that is presenting wrestling as an actual sport. Um, and I really think it's it's. It's amazing. We've got a new production guy on, on the team, and he is doing these video, video packages before every match, making it every match mean something. It's so cool. And one of the coolest parts about it is um, when, when, you're, when you're at these wrestling shows, normally, you know, if I'm match number six, I can watch from the curtain match one, two, three, four, and five. I can watch match seven, eight, and nine. I mean, I can watch the whole match because – one of the realest things about professional wrestling is the spirit of competition. So if you're not going to the ring to outdo the matches that came before you, then what 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 are you doing? Um, and the fact that we can't watch the matches before us because they usher you in, you you they send you to this very specific locker room where it's just you and your opponent. You get out, you go to the ring with your mask, take your mask off when it's time to film, um, and then they usher you back to the room where they sanitize the room, put you in a car, send you back to the hotel you don't get to see anything it, it's it's crazy so we're all watching these shows for the first time with the fans just you know just like they are we're seeing these video packages for the first time that look freaking amazing um so i'm having a time in my life i'm really getting to enjoy uh being a fan and being an employee of ring of honor wrestling it's so cool Jay, what is the pure title that everyone's got? I don't, unfortunately, get uh, Ring of Honor television. I don't get Impact uh, Wrestling either, so I can't. My cable providers don't get it. So, like, what is no this pure title? Okay, so uh, Ring of Honor used to have this pure title, then they got rid of it, and now they're bringing it back. But essentially, it's a match uh, designed to show who is the best uh, pure athlete, pure wrestler, pure professional wrestler so we've got a couple rules to these matches and to this title uh for instance there's a 20 count on the floor um when you when the wrestlers go to the outside they get a 20 count on the inside it gets a little interesting um because there's no closed fists uh which is <laughs> i was making this joke and tommy and dave you guys will appreciate this um there was a point where closed fists were illegal and you couldn't do them and now it's this thing where closed fists are legal as long as there's no ill intent behind it. Uh, the second you do it with some kind of malicious intent, then that closed fist becomes illegal. Uh, and I always, that, that has been tickling me about wrestling lately. Well, anyway, for the pure title, uh, closed fists are legal. You use a closed fist once, it's a warning. Uh, you do it again, and you're automatically disqualified. Um, another rule is if anyone interferes for you in the match, they're automatically fired, uh, and you lose the match. Um, and the coolest rule to me, I think, is uh, you only are allowed to use the ropes as a rope break 
three times. So if I'm in a submission or a pinfall, I can put my foot on the rope or grab the rope to escape the hold, but I only get that three times. So after I've used all my rope breaks, you could have me in the figure four, I grab the ropes, and you don't have to let it go because it's legal after that. Um, and one of the coolest things about it, I think the opportunities, I mean, and the fact or the opportunity for a wrestler to be super inventive and to present something that's never been done or seen before uh, is there and exists in these types of matches when there's different funky rules that aren't too complicated to follow. Um, then you're just going to get these unique matches that you didn't think you could do before. So I think uh, this is, this is definitely going to be something, especially during this pandemic uh, and after it's going to stick around too, but I think this is definitely something that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it sounds great. I, I'm eliminated right away. I can't wrestle anymore. I need that. The 20 thing on the floor, I could definitely brawl, but the no punch, come on. That's half my offense. <laughs> you, you know, Jay, when you when you look at this tournament, I, and I think it's a great idea. I love it. I think it's a great way for Ring of Honor to come back because, you know, because you mentioned a pay-per-view being canceled because of the pandemic, and then, you know, really there wasn't a show, and now it's coming back. I think this is the best way to reintroduce Ring of Honor to fans who have been missing it for the last few months. Right, right. And essentially we got to uh, hit the reset button, uh, if you like to think about it that way as well. Um, we kind of wipe the slate clean and start fresh um, with these new matches. We started with the pure title, introducing this new belt. Um, but with the reset button, it's not, it's not really an introduction. It's like this is all happening for the first time ever. We're not really focused on the fact that this title was a thing before. Um, but, yeah, I just I really think that this pandemic, as sucky as it is to say, um, this it might have been a really good thing for us. And, and kudos to the company for being so hands-on. You know, I saw that there was some wrestlers that worked a weekend show that uh, were exposed to the COVID virus, and they're just like, nope, you got to go, as well as, you know, being testing all the athletes. They kind of sat back and reassessed everything. Um, I, that's because of management. And then also still running in it's – it's insane, but running in a state that – you know, has an athletic commission as opposed to going somewhere else to shooting where, you know, it's not, uh, the laws aren't as uh, solid as Maryland, but kudos for the right. company for doing that as well as for paying the men and women and for uh, the time lost and not having to worry. Like you said, like, Hey, you know, wrestling may stop or my job may stop. And th those are some concerning things as we are in, I don't know uh, how many more months this has been since March. So, you know, kudos to Ring of Honor for doing that. Right. And I, I got to say, I, 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 I love working for Ring of Honor. When, the, when they shut that um, pay-per-view down and we all got back home, we had an email saying that we were going to have a Zoom call. Of course, I feared the worst. Um, but, I mean, essentially in that Zoom call, our boss, Joe Koff, was saying, you know, there are other companies still running um, and nothing against them, nothing against these empty arena matches. Um, but I, I just don't want to be putting my wrestlers in hotels and on airplanes right now. So you guys just sit home, sit tight. No one's getting their checks canceled. You're all going to get paid. But just stay home and be safe and wait for, uh, wait for the call to tell you how we're going to proceed after that. I mean, what? I mean, you couldn't ask for a better, 
streets to just sit home and, and collect money. That's outrageous um, and, and a, such a blessing. But also, um, a lot of us, you know, we just, my grandma would say, you don't look that gifted horse in the mouth. A lot of us were kind of saddened because although we want to get paid and we are getting paid, we do still want to wrestle. And although the empty arena matches weren't looked upon as the best, uh, we would still be getting to wrestle. And we all kind of voiced our opinion um, to Joe, and he felt like, well, maybe if you guys all want to do this, I could look into it. So then there were so many calls to see if the athletic commission would approve it. And uh, But, yeah, they got to sit back and, and also watch and see what other people were doing wrong um, so that we could do it the right way. I mean, let's be fair. Bobby Cruz has been getting paid for years for not doing anything. So it's not like it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a good one. And, Jay, I want to uh, top this off by saying I'm glad you don't have COVID in your blood. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Oh, man. I uh... Oh, there's a lot of people who aren't going to understand that one. But that's... Hey, Tommy, I was just talking about you, actually. Um, someone asked me on an interview, do you believe in ghosts? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm terrified. And they said, do you got any ghost stories? I said, no, not of my own. But if you ever get a chance to talk to Tommy Dreamer, you have to. Like, his stories legit terrified me. Um, yeah. So maybe at some point you could, uh, uh, of course, not right now, because I don't want to hear him again, but. Uh, you share your ghost stories with we're saving that for the October, the Halloween edition. Yeah, we're doing ah, that perfect, actually perfect. next Wednesday. That, thank you for the promo, Jay, because next Wednesday, October 28th, Tommy and I are going to do our very special Halloween episode of Busted Open where Tommy will share some ghost stories with the nation. Well, Dave, I'm not kidding. His stories legit terrified me. I, I'm not kidding. Well, because I mean, I, you know what? I already believe. That's the thing. I, I already believe that there are ghosts and spirits and such. Um, so when I heard his stories, it just confirmed what I thought and just made me even more of a little baby. All right. Well, we got, we got that to look forward to next week. Jay, thank you so much. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate and, you it. Know, uh, I, I wasn't kidding. When you, when you messaged me, I, 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 I said, uh, you know, I love both Tommy and Mark. Uh, man, I just I looked up to them, and I can't believe that I got to work with them, and they consider me to be a friend of theirs, um, knowing that the, the kid inside of me just wants to mark out so hard for them. Um, and I, I, I definitely want to call in next week so I can talk to Mark so that uh, I, I don't feel like I was more uh, giving to one than, than the other. We give it to all. We got we got all our hosts here, Bully, Tommy, and Mark, and we're thankful to have them. And and Jay, thank you for coming on, man. Truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you. See you, bud. Thank you for having me, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 